1: We all up in the area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's a mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out, so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was the nemesis, and when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his tip, but he really could have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Episode 266, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook at Crave Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is part two. I'm glad to bring in a friend of mine uh, who's been on the show before, a former WWE star and one of the biggest uh, in size and uh, also in, uh, I guess, prestige, you could say, Uh, Stars in Japan Uh, He has definitely made a huge name for himself in Japan over the past few years And he's back on the show I'm so glad to introduce, ladies and gentlemen For part two, the man himself, Lance Hoyt How are you tonight, sir? I'm good,
3: man How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic I think the last time we talked You were on the show was actually before uh, You... Y- y- chaos came back and took over right after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, how was that uh, going back to Japan?
3: <laughs> well, it, you know, it was, it was great going back, but then, uh, unfortunately, you know, during that first tour, my back decided to just say nope and uh, end up having to have surgery and all that stuff. So, yeah. You know, the, the come the comeback to New Japan was cut short. Yeah. The-
1: yeah, absolutely. So before we'll, we'll get to the surgery, because you got something big uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, but uh, how was it like? Who came up with the idea to bring Suzuki Goon back and just run rough I think it was. I think it was the events uh, right after Wrestle Kingdom. The day after Wrestle Kingdom, right?
3: Yep. Yep. We uh, the the. The day the, the show after Wrestle Kingdom, they always do it at Corken Hall. It's right. kind of Their Raw after type show. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've started that tradition about four, three, four, five years ago, something like that. Um, it's always a real big show at Corking because you know you've already got all the people that have come into Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom the day before. Right. It's still during the holidays because the New Year's is their biggest holiday of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a really big show. It kind of sets the tone for the next. Uh, set of storylines and everything that's going forward past Russell King.
1: Yeah, so basically, was it in how how long was it beforehand that you were actually uh, expecting to come back that day? How long was it prepared before uh, the the return?
3: Well, you know, I mean, we'd, uh, our group, Suzuki Goon, had been on loan for Wrestling Yellow for about two years. Right. Uh, so, you know, we'd been told that, you know, there was, we were going to be coming back at some point. And so the end of 2016, we'd been kind of told, hey, this is it. Things are going to happen. You know, we don't know exactly when you're going to come back, but we've got a plan. Uh, and then pretty soon, therefore, they, they told us, hey, you know, you're going to be doing the uh, January 5th Cork and Hall show and doing your reintroduction back in the new Japan. And it was kind of, you know, a secret thing, you know, we were told, you know, definitely don't put anything on social media when you guys come into Japan, like me and Smith, uh, you know, just stay off the fact that you're even in Japan, they had us in a secret hotel and stuff like that, you know, tried to keep it a big surprise and didn't bring us to the show until after the show had already started, you know, so it was was a cool, cool moment, you know, getting to do all that kind of. Be behind the scenes, and nobody knowing what was going to happen. And then when we came back out, people were really excited.
1: You know? Oh yeah, yeah, people were certainly excited. It was it went all over. It went all over the, of course, Japanese airwaves and and media, of course, in yeah. uh, the states as well. It was covered everywhere. Uh, the 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 picture of Suzuki Gun uh, just kind of towering over everyone and having that big mm-hmm. return. It was awesome. Unfortunately, uh, you had. Yeah, it was just a just ill-timed injury. Let's the people know about uh, what happened to your back.
3: Uh, you know, I've been battling a sciatic issue for a long time. Mm-hmm. With sciatic, you know, it comes up, it comes and it goes. It goes up and it down, different severities of pain. But I've always worked through it. And unfortunately, I guess something turned it into a severe herniation. Mm-hmm. And you know, that first tour that we were back, there was two big shows. One uh, was in Sapporo, Japan, on February fifth. And the final one was going to be in Osaka, Japan on February 11th. Well, on February 5th, again, I didn't do anything specific where I'd remember, oh man, this fall, oh man, this maneuver, something happened where it hurt it. Just something must have done something to finally tweak it to that point. And yeah. every day past uh, February 5th, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse to the point where they took me off the tool, thinking I could make February 11th, and I just couldn't. And by February tenth I, I couldn't even stand up in my hotel room. I was taking I'm oh, wow. in pain, it was so bad. Uh, and then on February eleventh, while everybody else is wrestling and I've been, you know, completely and fully pulled off the tour, I was having surgery in, in Tokyo, which ultimately was a blessing. God took care of me tremendously because uh if I did happen here in the States I'd have been in a bad situation. But over there with New Japan, uh, the great doctors and the medical system that is in Japan, they took absolute complete care of me and it was it was a blessing, like I said.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like you say you've had this issue for a while now and it's it's really interesting just so we uh, we really can't fathom it with our natural, you know, minds how God's timing is, you know, because you've already had the issue. It was just going. It was just a matter of time of when it was going to flare up and and just really aggravate you. And it, it you know it, it's hard for us to fathom like oh this this huge pain, but at the same time the timing of it was so godly, you know, compared to, like you said, if it would have happened in the state. So, I mean, that's really a, a positive way, you know, to, to take care of this. Uh, and, you know, you, you you posted something on social media recently that, you know, you're definitely not proud to, to reach out for, you're not definitely not too proud to reach out for uh, support. So you've got uh, a big event uh, coming up this weekend. Let the listeners know about it.
3: Yeah, you know, while I was in Japan, still recovering you know, after the surgery, you know, I, I, I stayed about a week in the hospital, another uh, half a week or so in a hotel, waiting to be cleared so I could actually come home finally. Uh, and then during that time period, uh, a good friend of mine within the wrestling business, he's one of the top independent wrestlers in Texas. He goes under the name Andy Dalton, or Dirty Andy Dalton, let me say it correctly. Uh, he, he got with my mom and some family members and uh, organized a benefit show. For me, that's going to be happening this Saturday in Hearn, Texas, uh, at the Hearn High School Gymnasium. Like I said, I had no clue what was happening. I actually had gotten back home uh, and he'd mentioned that he was going to have this big announcement. And then I started giving a brief about what the big announcement was. He wouldn't tell me what it was. And he always tells me, you know, all his little inside gossip, whatever it is, with himself and other things. He just wouldn't do it until he announced it on his social media what was going on. Like I said, it was really cool, you know, very, very humbling for the idea that him and my family and the, you know the wrestlers that are going to be there that are donating their time and i've had tremendous amounts of support you know i i can't mention any names because i don't want to break the uh, the illusion of professional wrestling but i had a, a large amount of the gaijin and uh or the foreigners in um new japan for wrestling that donated uh, a good amount of money to me which was an amazing nice. uh, again humbling thing because you know these are all guys that i know and i'm acquainted with and some of them i'm better friends with and had no uh, knowing that these, these guys were gonna step up and do what they did and all there's been so many people. I mean I, I can't even explain how many people have stepped up and shown love and support and in different ways. So yeah, yeah. this Saturday Hearn Texas uh Hearn High School Gymnasium it's called Country Strong too and it's a benefit, you know, for me. Like I said, I, I hope people show up for the, the for the people who organize this more so than myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, even in all the pain, even through the surgery – Lance Hoyt still stays in kayfabe and can still people name. How how generous can you be, Lance? Huh? <laughs> still staying in kayfabe. So that's a true heart of a pro wrestler right there. Much respect to that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. So last question to you, uh, Lance. Uh, with with your back surgery, with your recovery, with the benefit concert, I know you still got some 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 time left in you, and you really want to continue to make a statement in Japan. Where some future goals when you get all
3: healed up i'm sorry say that again do i go when i get healed up
1: some future goals when you get all healed up
3: all oh, my future goals well i mean obviously you know i'm working extremely hard to get myself back into the position to get back in the ring um, i was given a five to six month recovery timetable from the doctors there um, but it's definitely with where the injury was and, and the possibility of recurring and things like that. You know, I'm not gonna have to be 100 percent sure that I can get back in the ring mm-hmm. when that time comes. You know, and I'm hoping that's around July. There's no guarantee to that. Uh, but in the meantime, I've actually been doing commentary. There's a great show that's been you know, i i pay per views in Austin, Texas called Wrestle Circus. That they've let me yeah. do the commentary their commentary, which I just did one uh, Sunday night. Uh, I did one on, uh, for, on Fight TV for another company out here out of Texas called N-A-W-A. Um, and then I, I did the commentary, which will be on a DVD for another company out of Dallas called BIP Wrestling. Um, so that's actually something that I've gotten into recently, and I, I've actually really enjoyed it. And people are seeming to say that I'm okay at it. And, you know, it's one of those things that uh, if that truly became a possibility, especially to make a living at, I, I, would, I wouldn't be opposed to it, that's sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Wrestle Circus is starting to really get some steam. They had the
3: Midnight After oh, yeah. Mania show, right? Yeah, they did, and worked with the, uh Pro Wrestling Revolver, correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I interviewed uh, John Morrison uh, that week to mm-hmm. promote uh, that event, and he got uh, a crazy bump last weekend, right, against Brian Cage?
3: Yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. That was, it was the main event after our show that was just truly amazing from top to bottom. Uh, You know, and then you have uh, John Morrison versus Death Machine, Brian Cage, um, and he went for basically like he springboarded up to one rope, tried to jump over to the other rope to spring off to land on uh, Cage, who was on the floor, and on his second second rope attempt that he went for, he just kind of overshot it, slipped a little bit, and took a pretty nasty stumble to the floor. Luckily, amazingly, he didn't get truly injured or hurt in any way, you know, um, I think his His extreme parkour background is one of those things that helped him turn and contort his body in a way that's protected him from truly getting very badly injured. Uh, Yeah. Goodness. Were you calling that match? Yeah, yeah, it was me and uh, uh, Rich that used to be with NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rich uh,
1: Br- Rich Brennan, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, wow, that's really, really interesting. So I guess that was like an initiation to you as far as just really calling on the fly with just crazy uh incidents like
3: that. Yeah, I mean well I, like I said I I got to do the Wrestle Circus South by Southwest show the month before. Yeah. Um so so it wasn't my first time with Wrestle Circus, but
0: you know, with everything
3: that goes on at Wrestle Circus and just wrestling in general you never know when something is going to happen, whether it's good or bad, and then that that moment was a scary one. Uh, luckily, it wasn't the end moment, and everybody continued on. And like I said, openly he wasn't truly injured. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lance, I mean, you
1: know, listen—if if, you know—if if there's a opportunity for for you to do that, and uh, you know, if uh, you know your your health is the most important, and uh, if it c- comes to show that. Uh, that you really can't get in the ring as much as you can and uh, you get yourself into the commentaries thing, uh, you know, hey, it looks like it's uh, working already. And and no matter what, we all know, all the listeners know, and especially I know and you know more than anybody, that uh, wrestling is uh, still the way to go for you, no matter if you're inside the ring or out of it. Yeah, well,
3: that's uh, you know, I'd like to stay around the business somehow. I think I've got a decent amount of knowledge over my 17 years, so I, I think I have a little bit to give back to the business. Absolutely. that was given to me, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
3: Once again, ladies and gentlemen,
1: Lance Hoyt, Country Strong 2 this weekend. And uh, uh, what city in Texas again? Hearn, Texas. Hearn, Texas. And uh, who to contact for any details on that?
3: Uh, uh Andy Dalton, Dirty Andy Dalton on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Um, or they can hit me up. I've got some information on it as well. You can know, or... Uh, at Landlord on Facebook, my open and public Facebook, you know, I can give them any information. Plus, I'm posting about it right now all week long.
1: Fantastic. So uh, for those in Texas uh,
3: in, in the, or
1: nearby as far as uh, where it's going to be, come support. Uh, like you said, you know, it's a benefit for him. But, uh, you know, Lance Hoyt uh, is definitely one of those people, as you can see, still staying in kayfabe with uh, his guys, e friends, uh, just, just a, a pro and a veteran in the business. And uh, if I was definitely in Texas, I'd be there and, and show my support. But, uh I definitely want to show my support with uh, all the listeners and the followers of the Pancakes and Power Slam show for you to promote that event. And uh, best wishes to you, for. Uh, and I'm praying for you, man, for a speedy recovery,
3: and God will definitely have his way with you, man. I truly appreciate you having me on, and, and any help and in any way is greatly appreciated by anybody.
1: Indeed, man. Enjoy your evening. Thanks for coming on the show.
3: Thank you, man. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lance Hoyt. Second time he's been on there He was here, he was on the show last year I don't remember when he was on the show Last year in 2016 But I can certainly find that out And figure it out But yeah, it was definitely before the big Return of Suzuki Goon To New Japan Pro Wrestling And uh, he was really uh, Him and I are friends And uh, uh, he was really excited about that too As far as, uh, because he just concealed it uh, and and he didn't tell, you know, anyone as far as he just really concealed it, just uh, uh, wasn't able to, wasn't supposed to. Uh, and as you heard on the, uh, you know, when he was just here on the show, uh, he concealed it and it was, it was great. It was, it was all over the airwaves. Uh, he was, he was on the show last October. So, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was it was it was great, man. It was it was really 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 interesting stuff uh, to see him back, and uh, he, he was definitely uh, flooding his Instagram <laughs> filled with uh, pictures of uh, him being in Japan, and uh, it was it was great to see him back. But unfortunately, just an ill time back injury, and um, sadly, uh, he's recovering from back surgery. Uh, I, I totally understand them as well. I had surgery in my back in 2013, actually, uh, came, actually went to my doctor today because we're actually planning on surgery number two, uh, to, to go a little further in uh, my back and, 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 remove some stuff. And so I understand just, just, you know, uh, I've been a personal trainer for, for 10 years, um, and I know just from an athletic standpoint uh, how much uh, just the wear and tear uh, can really get to you. So uh, I understand. My prayers are with uh, my boy Lance Hoyt, and again, please support uh, the if you live in Texas uh, around the uh, the area, um, please go support uh, for the benefits of wrestling event uh, for for Hoyt. And uh, he's got some uh, special guests for you as well, ladies and gentlemen. Let's introduce the guest host for this evening. Uh, one of my favorites, man. This is uh, this is this is my guy here. Uh, one of my one of my favorite hosts, uh, guest uh, co-hosts on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We have a bunch of fun uh, each and every time. You know, it's one of those things that I've had guests. I've had many, many guest hosts from. Police report. Uh, like this person is formerly from uh, Forbes, uh, Wrestling Inc. Who I write for now, WrestleZone Zone, uh, Plenty of Times, uh, PW Torch. Um, you name it. I've had a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of indie. Um, I've had a bunch of indie people on my show. I've had uh, Impact Wrestling's Christina Von airy as a guest uh, co-host on my show. That was really fun. She was the first. And only uh, guest co-host uh, that has been a female, that, that, that is a female. So that was uh, very, very interesting, and she did a fantastic job. Also uh, kilted on uh, Impact Wrestling last week. Uh, I've had, I don't know, three or four uh, female interviews, but she was the first and only uh, guest female co-host. So I've had some really, really fun um, co-hosts. Of course, my boy, David Hero. Uh, a great guy, I've had him as a co-host And I've had a lot of co-hosts that uh, have been really, really fun But this is one of my favorite ones uh, to be on the show tonight Without further ado, former writer of Bleach Report None other than uh, Double T I think that's what we coined him beforehand uh, Last time he was on the show So Double T, Travis Taylor, how are you tonight, sir?
2: I'm doing great, man So glad to be back uh, happy to be here man, can't wait to talk some wrestling
1: Absolutely man, without yeah. further ado We got a lot to talk about, we got Payback, we got Raw, we got Smackdown Jericho signed off on, <laughs> from surprises <laughs> on Payback But uh, he did on Smackdown what people expect him to do a Raw But just a, another Jericho swerve on the way out So we'll talk about that <laughs> Yeah. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the headlines. Here we go. <music> so let's get into Billy Corgan produced, yeah. uh, purchasing NWA uh Lance Hoyt uh former NWA tag team champion and uh yeah i didn't i'll i'll probably text him or something like that and, and ask him his thoughts on it but uh i i i just really it's a really really interesting thing you know as well as things with you know with resistance pro the indie show the indie show that he had uh before uh be, becoming president of impact wrestling and of course we all know that just the the relationship between him and dixie carter just went sour very quickly uh, reportedly, there were some uh, some discussions with Dixie, along with uh, you know Big John, you know, him from Tough Enough and his time with WWE, and now uh, he's been with TNA for for a few years. Uh, there were some discussions uh, behind the back of of Billy Corgan, allegedly, uh, reportedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that really, really soured their relationship, and, and it, went, it went legal. Uh, he was definitely not um, <laughs> not shy to, to to really uncover some things on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, it just went real sour. But uh, just we we can tell that he loves wrestling because he is investing in NWA. Now NWA, of course, the prestige in NWA is absolutely incredible. Hall of Famers Harley Race and Ric Flair to the most notable NWA World Heavyweight Champions, uh, but you know it's one of those things that NWA hasn't been uh, as popular uh, as it was, you know, in the 80s. Of course, uh, uh, and they, they've they've been affiliated with, of course, they were affiliated with uh, with uh, TNA uh, until 2004, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then uh they were affiliated with championship wrestling from Hollywood, which uh uh um, um Sean Rucker or of course uh, we know him as Eli Drake uh came <laughs> from. <laughs> uh so yeah, and of course, uh, you know, Blue Demon Junior with uh with NWA Mexico, but well, they they broke off from NWA uh Mexico a few years ago too. So of course, Wildside, um, Bill Behrens's, uh promotion. I I, I, I I talked to him a few times. Uh, he, he and I did, uh, go back and forth uh, with just uh, messaging each other every now and then. Um, of course, NWA Wildside is you know where AJ Styles came from. Yeah. And they they broke away in 2005. So I mean they they you know in, two, in the in the 2000s they still have affiliation with, with with companies that either closed out or housed you know some some uh, some people who are very popular now. But uh, of course they they, they had a, an affiliation with uh, New Japan. They inter they uh, they uh, defended the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Throughout the, the past few years at uh, Russell Kingdom, uh, mm-hmm. so I mean they still have some decent affiliations, but of course they're not as popular as they used to be. But uh, with this Corgan acquisition, uh, I think um, I think some names may uh may go over. I mean they they really don't have you know because NWA was like world like Crockett was like the NWA. Of course yeah. they had other promotions in the '80s, but. Crockett was the the NWA promotion that that we all know. Um, Yeah. So, but you know, there's not necessarily a specific NWA promotion that's that's very popular nowadays. But who knows? I mean, Corgan may bring that back and some names with it.
2: Yeah, I um, I I hope so. I'm I'm really happy to hear about about Billy Corgan purchasing the NWA. Uh, You know, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, the direction that that he was starting to take NWA, uh, and I think, or NWA, excuse me, TNA, geez, Louise, and I think he could transform the NWA into something better than than honestly, kind of like a, a forgotten promotion. I mean, people still mm-hmm. use it as a springboard, but it's not like you said, not the big name that it used to be. Um, he's not a Corgan himself. He's not a huge name, uh, but he's got enough mainstream recognition and credibility to bring a national eye back to the nwa Uh, he's got the money to spend he's got the eagerness to succeed i mean he loves wrestling as we we all know um i think he can bring a fresh air to the company and and give it a new lease on life i would love to see the nwa as as a third promotion that could rival wwe or maybe a second promotion i don't really consider impact too much of a rival right now i'd love to see that change though
1: i agree with you i I really think that NWA can do some stuff, and he, and he purchased the rights. He has the he has the belt. He has the the trademark. Yes, and he, you know, he, he has all of that. So obviously, he's willing to. He's ready. You know, he. Yeah. Of course, people just don't you know spend money just aimlessly without you know I'm just going to buy NWA. Of course, there has <laughs> to be <laughs> there has yeah. to be a game plan with it. I'm sure that there's a game plan. I'm sure he thought it out. Uh, you know, very thoroughly and there's something that uh, he's willing to to do. And there's right now, there's a lot of names out there uh, that can really, like you said, make it a legitimate number two promotion. And I'm not, you know, I've I've been very vocal about this. I'm not a CM Punk fan by any stretch, but I think he has enough name recognition to really turn some heads. If we see someone like a CM Punk, uh, in WA, uh, and, you know, there's, there's there's more, you know, like someone like a Brad Maddox <laughs> <laughs> in the NWA. as the GM or something crazy like that. That would be oh absolutely hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but
2: you're and, right. There's, you know, there's plenty of guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and one thing about WCW back in the day is that, You know when you were in the WWE, it wasn't, it it didn't really have a iron fist on the rest of the promotions, and it really didn't, you know, couldn't. WWE couldn't really strong arm people like they do now, Mm -hmm. because there were there was a legitimate promotion that people could defect to, and I think that's one of the biggest things with with. With WWE right now is that there's not a legitimate number two promotion that people can defect to. Impact even was that at a point in time when people like Rhino and Christian and and even when mm-hmm. Kurt Angle was there when he defected, you know they they were a leg- legitimate. But I'll say about uh, probably about twelve years ago or so they were a legitimate number two. That yeah. when people like you know Christian and Rhino and Angle when they defected, it meant something. Um, and I think that that is that's one of the, uh, the the missing elements in professional wrestling. When people defect to another promotion, it really meant something. Of course, when like when Luger, the you know the first Nitro. Uh, at Mall of um. America, you know when he's <laughs> like, you know, standing in the aisle and you know it, it, stuff like that. You know, this, yeah. just just the, the just the the art of defecting to another promotion is is really lost. And I think absolutely. that you know, Corgan has the bank account to to make that happen. So WWE, beware.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and I love. You know, hardcore wrestling fans like you and like me, we we have that nostalgia for the NWA. I grew up watching it. I would love yeah. to see that back. I I would watch it in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they have yeah. the they have the library, so oh yeah, they can, you know what I mean, so they could they can make up really nice video packages, you know that that has that prestige, and you know someone like a Harley Race can. You know, can can appear just because, and or, or just have a really big <laughs> backstage influence. You know, as a trainer, yeah. you know, there's there's so much that that really could could come out of this NWA purchase, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. about it. I think that's, uh, you know, NWAs is really a good launch pad to help out with uh, with with promotions, but uh, mm-hmm. with with Corgan, um, you know, just with his wrestling knowledge. And, of course, with, you know, his knowledge of what not to do after partnering with Impact, you know what I mean? And uh, (laughs) I really really think that, you know, even the bad, you know, stages of his uh, career as a wrestling executive the past few years uh, that that went to a legal standpoint, I think that uh, he's learned enough uh, to know uh, what to do and what not to do. And I think that... uh, I think that there's some some people I hope at least I hope that there's some people that are influencing him that know Um the names out there that are eager that 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 have recognition Um that are still out there someone like a john morrison, you know, that would be a he would be a perfect You know front runner or a, a top star for for an nwa right now. He's you know uh, he is just killing it <laughs> he's killing yeah. it in, in, in QPW i think El Patrón just won uh that title the K-Tar professional wrestling um yeah. uh, he he still you know lucha underground champion triple a mega champion you know he's just killing it you know in the in, the, in the, <laughs> the other promotions and in the indies so i think that you know someone like a Morrison man he would be a fantastic, uh, you know, just a front runner. Uh, El Patron, you know, he's a hothead, so I'm not too I'm not too sure about him. Plus, he's with Impact, <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah. but, but but, still, though, you know, you have someone like a Cody Rhodes, you know, who uh, we'll talk about, you know, just we'll talk about him here in a few, but he, you know, hasn't made a, 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 a devoted Stands with anyone right now So someone like a Cody Rhodes And just imagine You know someone like a Cody Rhodes You know just main eventing And being one of the uh, the frontmen of, an, uh, of a newly branded NWA Especially from the pedigree of Dusty you know when yeah. you think Of NWA you think of Flair and Dusty So that's absolutely, a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah.
2: You, it just, It's a natural fit he could just slide right in
1: yeah, absolutely yeah. So speaking of Cody Rhodes uh, So he had an interview with Sports Illustrated uh, Not too long ago uh, He said that he wanted to settle down uh, With the company he, You know, he was talking about uh, Just uh, his uh, Attacking Christopher Daniels During the Supercard of Honor He act- I was actually there in Lakeland uh, the- Saw the match uh, Between uh, him and Jay Lethal Jay Lethal was actually on my show not too long before that to promote the sh- uh, the the uh, um the show and the uh, the Texas bull rope match that he had with Cody that was fantastic and then uh later on in the show when Christopher Daniels defeated Dalton Castle um uh Cody Rhodes came came in and just uh really showed his future immediate goals uh, of becoming <laughs> ROH champion um, yeah he wasn't at the set of Impact tapings. Uh, and you know so, but he did send a tweet. He did shoot down any rumors of signing with ROH. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that there's talks, but he right. did shoot down uh, that there that, that he has signed. Um, I definitely, you know, he's got a lot of dates. He's got a lot of up in May and June. Um, he's actually to be in. Japan. Bunch of uh indie dates coming up. Uh but you know, for for a year he's just really been uh he's been grinding. Yeah, you know, he's he's everywhere. I mean he was yeah. uh, in, in uh defending uh a title in the UK uh the same show with Drew Galloway that uh, he lost the title the, the title that he had like an internet title or something like that and uh <laughs> yeah so but, but yeah. there's so many indie shows that he you know he's a part of you know it's going to really it's going to be kind of hard to just kind of uh to kind of wean out of them. but I can definitely see Cody with ROH you know if there's a choice right now but like I said yeah. um you know, with this NWA purchase, I, I think that uh, Cody Cody would make a really good fit if, uh, you know, Corgan's really trying to get some names for NWA.
2: Absolutely. And, the, you know, the fact that Cody Rhodes, he, he shot down ROH and said he's not signed, it makes me think that maybe he's leaning that way already. Um, okay, but that said, uh, Cody Rhodes has, has something going for him that, like, people in every sport crave, and that's that famous last name. He's got that lineage. Yeah. Um, yep. he's going to be an attraction anywhere that he goes. Uh, you know, let alone that, you know, he's got a good look. He's a decent wrestler. Um, he's doing great on the indie scene. I just think he needs, and it seems like he, he's craving just the right outlet to showcase his skills someplace just to stay put. Um, I think he's better off avoiding going back to WWE. Um, uh, what he need he needs to be a big fish in a small pond. Um, I think he yeah. just get lost in WWE again. Um, he he's got the talent where he could be the centerpiece of a company and if it's not going to be a ring of honor then why not uh, a relaunched nwa i'm i'm hoping that happens
1: oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. absolutely um yeah just uh... Yeah, and I, and I just, I'm, I'm just really excited thinking about it. Just, just a renaissance <laughs> NWA, Just the first episode, just a bunch of names just pop up. You got Cody here, you got Morrison there, you got Punk there. You know what I mean? It's just, I just really, you know what I mean? Just the first, you know, debut episode, just with all the all those names pop up. I mean, that would really make a statement, just as far as a competition is concerned.
2: Oh, my God, that would that would put the WWE on notice. I hope that would just turn their eyes and be like, hey, we got to step it up. Yes,
1: yes, absolutely, yeah. because if they don't, you have people that are like, eh, I really don't need this job. I'll just go ahead and defect the NWA. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just, <laughs> just the very thought of it, like, oh, you don't want to give me the raise? Oh, it's okay. Uh, Corgan called me last week, so I think I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> just, I mean, just think about all the, you know, the, the, the mid-carders right now who aren't really doing, you know, anything of yeah. notice. Of course, you have someone like Dolph Ziggler who's going to have a match against Shinsuke Nakamura at Backlash. But at the same yeah. time, you know, Ziggler hasn't been relevant. He won't be relevant after this feud. He hasn't been relevant in years. Mm-hmm. And so someone like a Ziggler, you know, would benefit from having a, a, a number two promotion that's really there to, to really compete and, and to put like you said, put the WWE to notice, someone like a Ziggler would certainly benefit from it.
2: Absolutely. And you know, one of the things I loved about the you know the late nineties and the Attitude era, I loved when the guys would defect from one company to the other. When when I started seeing people show up on WCW, oh my God, it was so exciting and, and just unexpected. Exactly. And I, I still think something like that could work in today's wrestling too. I just, even though, even though you know Raw isn't isn't taped anymore, I'd love to see Ziggler on Raw on Monday. And then Tuesday night he walks out on an <laughs> NWA show.
1: <laughs> oh man, yes! Just the, uh, who was it? The uh, Rude did that. He was on the same show, on the same night, uh, yep. one time. <laughs> that was very. He was on. He was on Raw and Nitro like the same night, and then. That's
2: brilliant. Um, um,
1: Jared did it. He was on uh, the Good Housekeeping match at the pay per view, and then popped up on Nitro the next night. Uh That's right. That was that was yeah that was really cool too, and then wow. uh, and the, yeah, that was just you know just just all the times that just you know the, the, when it, <laughs> the, the, the wrestlers were just really like will be on Nitro one day and the next day they'll be on Raw, and it's just. That just goes to show, like before the no compete call, the ninety day no compete, and all that. You know, it was just like it was so cool. To, like when, of course, we we said Luger. You know, he was you know one one of the front runners to that. You know yeah. that I guess that really goes to show the importance of like the no compete calls. You know now nowadays, because even yeah. with Angle though, because Angle showed up like maybe like a week or two. Uh, on on uh, TNA after because uh, he had like a match with RVD on ECW because he was with ECW before you know this, his last run was with yeah. ECW um, and I, he was he was feuding with like Orton and RVD at the time and then uh, he left uh, ECW WWE and then like a like a week or two later. um, he showed up on uh, on Impact. So, yeah, it was really, really cool, you know, just, just that no-compete, yeah. you know, that was gone. But now it's like you really can't do that because you have, like, the 90-day, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he's usually locked in with everybody's departure. 90-day no-compete. You can you can do the indie stuff, but you can't, you know, appear on the TV. But right. uh, who knows, man? Maybe maybe one of these days someone It'll uh, happen, yeah. Yeah, it'll happen, and you no know, compete, got kind of slipped through the cracks, and then yeah, uh, someone pops up at NWA. Yeah,
2: maybe we, you know, I, I still, one of those images that are burning my brain is when uh, Medusa showed up on Nitro with the yeah. WWE Women's Championship, dropped it in the trash. Dropped it what in the trash. What an image was that.
1: Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah I mean, of course. WWE always gets the last laughs because he pulled it out yeah, when, got in w- when she got the WWE when she went in the Hall of Fame, but it was <laughs> yeah so that, cool was, it that was big. clever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was very clever, very clever. You know, I'm being a Hall of Fame, so uh, I guess it makes sense for me to pull it out of the trash. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but like you said, that was a very very memorable moment. Uh, I think mm. that. That moment would always overshoot the fact that she took it out the trash. I think a lot of people don't really care about that part. But yeah. what she threw it in there, that, that's still very, very memorable. So this yeah. man calls John Cena the Babe Ruth for professional wrestling. Now, yeah, since that tweet, his uh, birthday was uh, uh big man celebrated his birthday by comparing him to this is one thing that I have conceded. Um, you know, he's for 15 years he's been the guy. Or really, 13. Cause he won his first world title in 2004. I uh, like to 2005. He was title no four. World title in five. Uh, so the past dozen years he's been the top guy. And so, yeah. I have came to the conclusion that Johnson is definitely uh, you know one of the most. Memorable names, one of the most noticeable names in the past uh, era, and, you know, the up for the past twelve years. I still stand by the fact that the Cena era um, was it kind of destroyed wrestling in, in a sense, as far as just um, people you know, booing the, the, the faces and cheering the heels. I think I think ECW had a lot to do with that too. But I think that Cena you know, uh you know, he he kind of he kind of set the tone on, on the people turning their backs on the uh WWE manufactured Games Especially someone like a Roman Reigns who I, I I'm a Roman Reigns apologist, you know that from the times he has been on the show and but, you know, He's the, he is a WWE machined, he's a WWE manufactured machine, and that's what Cena was, um, and so he kind of set the tone for that, especially the Super Cena, and like, around like, 05, 06, 07, when he was just beating everybody for like a year straight, uh, so, I don't know, man, I, it's one of those things that Cena's a shoe And Hall of Famer. He he's been oh, yeah. you know, he he he's had many good, you know, uh, WrestleMania matches. His match was uh, with, with Shawn Michaels is a very underrated match, it was actually a very good match uh, at yeah. Mania. Uh but uh yeah, I mean he's had his fair share of good mania matches, good mania main events. Uh but it's like I don't know, it was something about the Cena era that just took away the art of a huge star, because really, during Cena's time, I mean, you can say, you can kind of say Randy Orton, but Randy Orton to me is just a, a distinct number two during this era. So you got Cena, Orton, uh, you know, Triple H, but he he's more of an attitude, this Ruthless aggression, and so the stars that came this era... Has really been John Cena, uh, and Randy Orton is a distinct number two, and I think Batista could have could have hanged with Cena and Brock Lesnar, and that's that's really it. I mean, yeah, as far as stars are concerned. So it's yeah. <laughs> so and, and that's really that's really tough because you have like you had like Hulk Hogan, you know, during like the golden age, the eighties, the nineties.
0: You know Hulk
1: Hogan was such a star in his own that he need a lot other people that that, that to come out of that era. But you still have people like Savage. You know, you still had people. Of course, you know his rivals. You know Andre. Uh, you know Taker was a really uh, big you know person or, or or was really instrumental. He started in 1990. You know, he was the name who came out of that era. Bret Hart was a name who came out of that era. So you yeah. had, you know, some some really good uh, names, uh, a good handful of names that even came out of, you know, Hogan's era. But with Cena, yeah. though, uh, I can't really think of many people that are, you know, full time, consistent throughout the, the past 10 years. You know, perhaps you can say Edge, but. There hasn't been really been a lot of and even Edge. I think he started like ninety eight, so he he was a few years. He was like four or five years before Cena was, and so yeah, out of Cena's era, there's not many names that really came out of it.
2: That yeah, that's a great point. Um, and and I don't know what where, where that the uh, fault lies. I know um, you're saying Cena, but. Um, I, th- I think part of the issue, like, we, we have, uh, you know, people booing who's supposed to be, you know, big faces, you know, Reigns and Cena. We have this mm-hmm. situation now in the WWE where there's too uh, – I mean, you've talked about this before. There's there's no more black or white. There's no more good guy, bad guy, really. Um, there's too many uh, – I hate to say tweeners, but, you know, there's, like, he- he faces with heel tendencies and heels that mm-hmm. are, are kind of you know, facey. And I think that goes back to Steve Austin. Who who was a strong face with all these heel tendencies, and um, it's just maybe Cena has has you know made it okay to boo <laughs> the top guys, mm. you know, because nothing's come of that. Um, I, there could, when it was a time when you started to get booed, you turned heel, but but uh, you know Cena goes out there sometimes. At least I mean now he acknowledges it sometimes, acknowledges his boos, but for a while there he just played dumb like it wasn't <laughs> wasn't happening, yeah. you know. Yeah, and (laughs) (laughs) going to what Vince Mugand said about calling him the Babe Ruth of wrestling, Um, I I think I can see his point. Uh, You know, Cena, like Ruth, he really carries himself really well outside the sport. He's the top of his game. He's got a Mm -hmm. larger-than-life persona, uh, mainstream recognition. He's got an air of dominance about him. Um, But I think the comparison stops there. I I don't see Cena – you know, or any wrestling figure obtaining a status of like Babe Ruth, just because wrestling is, can, isn't considered on the same level as baseball. You know, I think a lot of mainstream, a lot of, of mainstream America doesn't see pro wrestlers as real athletes. Um, so I, I see Vince's point. I see your point about Cena making it okay to boo the good guy. Um, hopefully, maybe you know, I, I don't know if that's ever going to change. We're going to go back to the 80s, straight good guys and bad guys. I'd love to yeah. see
1: that though. I would I think t- wrestling yeah, definitely needs I really, it. I really would. I, I think if anyone's the Babe Ruth of wrestling, I think you make a great point as far as just the comparison between uh, baseball and, and pro wrestling. Mm. But um, I think if anyone's the Babe Ruth of professional wrestling, I think that would be hands down Hulk Hogan. But yeah. um, but but I, I mean, you know, just mainstream as far as just the era of the past, you know, dozen years, at least of, you know, of course, John Cena, but, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just that guy. I'm just an advocate of the, the true baby face and heel, you know, uh, dynamic and I don't like cleaners. I don't like heels against heels. A face versus face can be good if built. Right. You know, like, like, uh, uh, Warrior Hogan at WrestleMania six, of course. Yeah. Uh, Austin and Rock at seventeen. You know, Austin in turn until the end of the the, the night. Um, mm-hmm. So that you know that was a face versus face. Of course, uh, Cena and Michaels was a face versus face main event for WrestleMania. Um, so yeah. you know, I it works with the, with the proper build, but just that face and heel dynamic is just where it's at. I mean, you know, we're we're not really uh attached to the wrestling as much as we are to the characters. Uh yeah. so hero versus villain comic book character that's what it's really all about. I uh participated in a Q&A uh, uh during Wrestlemania weekend. The kickoff uh to that was the Thursday in Orlando and I was there. Uh okay. the, the WrestleCon kickoff. It was a Q&A with uh with Sting, Flair and JR and Matt Striker emceeded it. And uh I was able to uh I was able to ask a question and I asked the question to all of them, to Sting, Flair and Jr. Uh I asked them uh you know, what of what is their take of just just the heel face dynamic, you know, as far as just how important that is to still have that um uh, dynamic and uh you know, Flair, you know, he kinda he he answered. All of them had really really good answers. Um, he kind of passed it on uh, to to Sting and and, and Jr. And just uh, I just really soaked in as far as uh, what they were saying. And, and you know, he basically was talking about how uh, it's still important. You know, uh, it's 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 evolved, but it's still important. And uh, I just really love what Sting you know said. He you know he said it's. It's it's really what wrestling is all about," he said. He's he really can't put his hands uh, or he, on on just how it's become, uh, because it was so easier for him to really play off a a heel, you know, back in the day because that really helped him uh, just really establish his character as a babyface, and I think it's you know I think it's one of those things nowadays. That characters, uh, the reason why people aren't pushed, and you know you don't have names that that kind of rise above just this crowd, is because the heel face dynamic is so muddled mm-hmm. that. You know, that, that you really don't have the characters to rise up You just have a bunch of spot fest matches And people just, you know, you know We're not going to talk five years from now and Like, man, did you remember that match On February the 19th of 2000 <laughs> know, You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to do yeah. that we're, we're, We talk about characters We talk about moments uh, You know, yeah. we are going to talk about You know, the, the big suplex in my Actually, in my hometown I was there live with Braun Strowman and, and Big Show you know, no. we're going to talk about moments and characters and things like that. The big soup, the big suplex and the ropes, and and things like that. We're not going to talk about actual. I, I mean, I I don't remember mm-hmm. a, a second of other wrestling in that match other than that moment. I, and I was there yeah. live. I was on the I was on the floor, rows from the uh, a few rows from the ring, sitting there live, and I cannot recall a single second other than that. <laughs> you know what I mean and that's, just, and that's what wrestling's all about It's not Absolutely. you know, I think it's just misconstrued now People are just doing a bunch of bumps and spots And expecting people to memorize that And it, we're not You know, we remember yeah. moments We remember characters especially And I think that, that just You know, what Sting was saying It just, it really helps You know, someone become a baby babyface To help them do that and I think that nowadays the heels aren't strong enough, and it's making the faces look whack and just weak, and, and it's and they're not, they're not as memorable, and they don't have the ability to rise above and become that notable name because mm-hmm. the heels are because the heel dynamic is so weak nowadays. Now you have really good heels like the Miz and Beer Corbin, who actually legitimately get booed still. But nowadays yeah. it's so cool to cheer the face That's the reason why someone like an AJ Styles You know, he's he's one of the best in the world Hands down But one of the reasons why he won't be that person That just kind of rises above as being that like one of the most notable names Or Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins Is because when they were supposed to be heels, <laughs> They were getting cheered yeah. And so it hurt them so much that they're getting cheered as heels, so that they turn them as, as faces. But they've already got cheered, and it's just that the, it, it's so confusing now that there's no the, the gray area has become so huge, and, and it's mm-hmm. become the, the kind of the focal point of wrestling that the the the, the, the lack of black and whites. That's where the characters lie—the black and white, not in the gray area. And we're we're playing, we're, we're giving so much attention, and way too much attention to the gray area.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like it all comes down, like you said, to to characters and moments. Even, um, I mean, Kurt Angle talked about that in his Hall of Fame speech. But the mm-hmm. guy. he said you got to create moments, and you know he went out there and redid all his funniest bits with the cowboy hat and the sexy yep. Kurt song. <laughs>
3: like, it, <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's I was been, there you know, too. I right was
1: at, at, at the Hall of Fame. I was I was there on the on the floor, and I enjoyed it too. And and it was it was great, like you said, just like the moments. I mean, you you're spot on with that.
2: And you remembered them, and you were I bet you were cracking up. I was cracking up watching yes. it on the network. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I let this know, I showed it to my wife uh, like a couple hours later. Like you got to watch this. <laughs>
1: Yeah it was It was great and we all sang Along with him and uh, It was and again we're talking about a moment You know what I mean That's that's, that's the entire The the point Exactly we're talking about A moment from Kurt Angle and the the Very long Hall of Fame speech We're talking about A moment (laughs) the sexy Kurt song the milk bath you know what I mean? Just that's yeah. exactly what you're saying. That's what he said. Just as far as creating those moments. Now, if it was just a run-of-the-mill Hall of Fame speech, we we wouldn't remember it. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just that's how a lot of wrestling is. Just a run-of-the-mill. Ooh, ah, spot, 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 flip, and that's yep. it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean you're, you're spot on as far as just the, you know that that Kurt Angle reference.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm 100% yeah. agreement on this. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So Sean Waltman, he gets arrested in L.A. for uh, uh, for some drugs and meth, and uh, he he said I mean I, I tweeted I, I put a string of tweets on the, on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. You know, he said he he didn't relapse, but uh, he had like over seven hundred dollars and and some meth and and. Um, uh, drugs, uh, you know, he he couldn't pass customs, and and uh, yeah, it was just <laughs> bad news that that uh, he would. I mean, it's one of those things that, come on, Sean, you know, it's you you you've had a very very bad you know track record of of doing stuff like this, and you know your your record is just so, um, just just really just. Uh, uh jaded, you know what I mean, and, yeah, and it's like, and it's like man you, you can't you can't keep rolling the dice, you know and, and it just really yeah. seemed like he was getting himself together back again, and you know there was you know uh well, like a year or two ago, you know there unfortunately, you know there were uh, when he was in the media, it was him you know wanting to take his life, you know what I mean, yeah, and, uh, and almost almost dead, you know, and it's like you finally gets himself back together and I was at the Click QA on Saturday, I believe it was WrestleMania weekend it was Saturday, the Quick mm. Q and A. And uh he looked good. Um, you know, he looks very level headed. Uh, you know, he was he was answering a lot of the questions just with zeal and just really excited to be back in the business. Uh, you know his show is catching steam. I've listened to a couple episodes. I checked the one out. I actually, wrote about one of the episodes. Uh, you know, I listened to the the full one with him and uh, Aaron Stevens or Damien Sandow. Yeah. Damien Sandow. And so, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's he's starting to get back in the groove. And you know, something like this, man, just can can just. Pull that rug up as quick as you can say hiccup. And, you know, and and it's just, I really, really hope that this could, could could really show him that he needs to just, you know, stop altogether.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he's uh, if he's convicted of all these charges, I was reading, he could spend up to four years in jail. That's, yeah, that's yeah. not a tiny. bit. I four years doesn't sound like much, but that's a life changing event right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, it, you know, it makes me
2: sad. You think about the money he can
1: this. make in four years,
2: right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. He's going to lose out on, um, on the on the money and 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 just being in the business. And and if he was getting back in the good graces of WWE, they're, he mm-hmm. if he has a, a drug arrest, they're not going to touch him. Exactly. I don't think they're going to yeah. be have anything to do with him anymore. And it, it, it makes me sad to see, uh, you know, another wrestler who who could potentially have their life destroyed. By drug abuse, mm-hmm. um, there's a part of me that wants to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, reading his, what he posts on Twitter, when he's talking about uh, understanding people's reasons for doubt and and how he mm-hmm. expressed such confidence that that he was going to be proven wrong, that 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 the charges were going to be proven wrong, I, I want to believe him because he's so confident and adamant. Um, but I don't know. There's that part of me that thinks, you know, no, nope, he he was trying to get away with something. He he screwed up. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It just
1: makes God. me sad. Man. I I 100% agree with you. I I'm I'm the same way. I'm like Sean. You know, just I real I'm really pulling for him because he's really doing. You know, it seemed like he was really doing his best to really get out of the rut that he was in that was nearly fatal. You know, and yeah. it's like and it's like he, you know, he's, he's, he's rebounded from that. And it's, and it's like, man, you know, you just, you gotta, you gotta let it go. You gotta give it up. And like I said, I was at the click Q and a, and he was just really talking about how just there was so much in his career that, you know, he just, he's not proud of, but you know, now, he's now he's happy. And now, you know, now he's rebounding from it. And, uh, it just, just like you said. I mean, you know, WWE does not want to affiliate themselves with, you know, someone who's actively abusing drugs, and and not even from an abuse standpoint, from not even from a consumption standpoint, from a illegal, you know, uh, <laughs> standpoint. You know, when it comes yeah. to carrying, you know, it doesn't need. You don't have to go to jail for consumption. It's you know. If you conceal the drugs and, 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 and you distribute them, uh, that's just as illegal as the consumption. Uh, so you know, yeah. so it's just drugs are bad, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's the the, the bottom line uh, from a yeah. uh, physical standpoint and from a legal standpoint. Drugs are bad. Uh, so whether you consume them, whether you uh, whether you decide to distribute them. Uh, they're they're not they're, they're they're bad. So uh, yeah, that's that's the more the story with that. <laughs> Drunk, the hashtag. Well Drunk bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So another thing that's bad is uh, the, the WWE's uh, pay-per-view name for for July it was uh, it's uh, terrible. Uh, I just when you know it was one of those things that when I when I heard about the news, it was like. Okay, this has to be a joke, right? I mean there's 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 no way this is this has to be like a Southpaw regional wrestling, you know, just name joke. This this can't be true. Uh and yeah, it said I, I thought it was see, here's the thing. I thought it was one of those like uh beast beasts in the east. And then when Roadblock was just, it wasn't necessarily a pay per view. You know, the first one when when Triple H uh, defended the title against Dean Ambrose, it was yeah. like just a network special. You know, yeah. And 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 that's how um, that's how Beast in the East was. Uh, so and and it, and it was they that, that had another one a live from uh, MSG. That was the one with Brock Lesnar and uh, Big Show. And yeah. so I thought it was just like a network special. I thought – I was like, okay, this, this name is terrible, but if it's just – if it's a network special, I can – it will soften the blow for me. <laughs> but not only was it – is it not a network special, there's, there were people in an office that unanimously agreed, what about Great Balls of Fire? Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's it. Right there. Let's replace, blood. Let's, let's replace Bad Blood some History Behind the name. You brought it back just to replace it. And it's like I don't understand who unanimously, you know, even if it was like an executive decision that, you know, Everything has to come by Vince anyway. So just, I mean, was Vince McMahon thinking? Oh, this is great. Great balls of fire. He's going to puke. You know, it's like, (laughs) what in the world is going on with Vince and Candy McMahon to approve that? And then another element on top of that, they announced, you know, that this would be the first time Brock Lesnar is defending his title. What happened to the 30-day rule. This will be three months since Brock Lesnar would have won the title at WrestleMania. Three months to defend the world, I mean, the universal or the world championship of the Raw, which is called the Universal Championship, the number one top world title. Three months before you defend it at a pay-per-view that's called Great Balls of Fire that I surely hope that this is not an annual pay-per-view name.
2: I, I agree with you there. You know some some WWE writers sitting at home right now laughing in his chair that he got away with this title.
1: <laughs> right. You
2: know. <laughs> you know. It was I, like a drunk it, I
1: still going wrong.
2: <laughs> What's the worst
1: title we can give to Vince and he'll approve? <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly what. It was. How about hey Vince? How about great balls of fire? I like it. <laughs> He's probably like, suffering suck like, no, like we're it. just playing. We're just playing, Vince. We're d- no, I'm not playing. I like it.
2: <laughs> Let's go with it. Right. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, man. I agree with you. Like if it was on the network, if it was just going to be, you know, one of those house shows they you know, air live, it, it would work. But it just doesn't work as a big, as the big, you know, raw pay per view. Yeah. I just, how can you take it seriously? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear that, and I'm like, really, that's a wrestling event. <laughs> You That's sure it's not a Jerry
1: Lee Lewis concert? What's going on? Right, exactly. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis,
2: exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, what yep. is, I mean, is that? The theme song of it? I mean, they going to buy the rights per, temporarily for for the Jerry Lee Lewis song and, and play it. I just, oh, oh my God. it's it's it's. I am not looking forward to this at all. And yeah. and the thing is, it, it seems like we're going to talk about the payback in Raw and Raw SmackDown here just a bit, but it just seems like, I mean, talk about face heel dynamic. I'm. Just for the hype, it looks like they'll do Braun and Brock, but it's like, yeah. Although that match, just two behemoths and just with the, the the push that Braun Strowman's getting, uh, two heels together just really isn't. I mean, who are you going to cheer? And it, uh, I just that I I'll always fight with that. It's like Brock Lesnar yeah. should not be a babyface at all. And, mm. and, and and Braun Strowman is the strongest And best looking baby face And the most pushed baby face So I I, I don't know man And I don't see Braun winning um, No You know and no. it's like I, I, I don't know it's, it's it's so confusing This pay-per-view is going to be to me
2: Yeah I agree uh, I, I I really like Braun Strowman now, I didn't, about a year ago, I didn't care for him that much, but they've done a great job building him up. And mm-hmm. I don't see any way through Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, a successful path for Braun Strowman he either. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to uh, beat Brock Lesnar. Lesnar's not going to take a loss. They're not going to make him universal champion.
0: Right. And
2: I think losing, clean, he already lost clean to Roman Reigns. I think another clean loss is just going to, Set him back. They've spent all the yeah. time building Braun uh Broman, Braun Strowman up as this monster heel. I I don't know how he, how he would get through that. Yeah. I yeah. I I don't want to see like a big uh pay-per-view main you know event in an, in, a, in a DQ. I hate that. Right. <laughs> right. I want a exactly. definitive finish.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so let's get the payback. So even right. so with that, so Strowman looked really good uh, at payback. Mm-hmm. I knew that you know, I predict, predicted him to just destroy uh, Roman Reigns, which he did. Uh, the clean pin I was cool with, to an extent. And this is this is my biggest critique with um, with the clean pin from Braun Strowman in the way that he did it. Now, now I do understand they you know they they protected. Rains to an extent with the whole ambulance thing still being taped up, still being weak, still gaining you know an advantage in a couple spots on strong. Mm-hmm. He one power slam, uh, and you know I had to take two power slams, um, and then and then going to the raw talk right after you know he said uh, you know Braun is running to oh, I'm not through with you and he and he dodged him so. There's, yeah. There were some subtle Protective moments there Which I can understand But I just, I, I, I just detest The fact that, To me this whole thing Was perfect But I think it was ill timed Because mm-hmm. you just had Roman Reigns Wrestlemania Do what no other Full time New rising star Has ever done you know, there there were names throughout the past 20 years that were slated to potentially beat The Undertaker. You know, Roman Reigns yeah. is the first ever full-time, uh, uh, up up-and-coming, you know, growing, evolving wrestler to ever beat The Undertaker. And not only did he beat The Undertaker, he potentially ended his career. I mean, he made him... Yeah. He made him strip down his gloves His coat and his hat And put it in the ring and have The best send off in Wrestlemania history And the And weeks later Four weeks later He gets destroyed by Braun Strowman I think that that was so poorly Timed They should have I really think like uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, I, I, mm. Rollins and Joe was okay match, mm. and I understand the whole thing after after Triple H. But somebody, I mean, Finn Balor wasn't doing anything, you know, but being on this TV. There was, yeah. you know, there's enough, there's enough babyface. I mean, okay. him show been perfect, you know, to be on this, and he, there was, it was. After suplex, they you know Braun Strowman just got up. It wasn't it it wasn't a definitive win for one of them. So it would have been perfect to have it here, even if you want to put a gimmick match towards it. Something, and I think that Braun Strowman beating the Big Show to me would have been a better time decision. To have all of that heat on Roman Reigns And that night after Raw I mean, I, I said this on the show That's not really a good litmus test Because you had all the Marks from different Countries, that's that Wrestlemania Crowd, you have multiple <laughs> countries And a bunch of marks So the Raw after Mania is never a good Litmus test of how, what To expect from a crowd Because of course they cheered the heck Out of Dolph Ziggler, but that's really As far as it went, you know, the after Mania, the, when he cashed it in, uh, yeah. So it's never, it's never a good gauge of, of you know what to, you know, the decisions that you should make for you know, uh, the, the the reset uh, of the WWE calendar year, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. and, but at the same time, Roman Reigns has been consistently booed, and that moment of people booing him so. Just harshly, and for him yeah. to say it's my yard now, drop the walkout was absolutely gold. And you go from the next week having a backstage interview and right into the feud and getting just.
3: Nope.
1: Queens could have run this heat all the way to Summerslam.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to, to give him such a big, huge win over the Undertaker and then just have it stop uh, at yeah. Payback. And uh, I know you were saying about uh, that Raw after WrestleMania crowd not being a good litmus test, um, but I, I think the end of Payback shows that there there is some kind of a, a Reigns problem with the WWE. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had fans yeah. chanting, thank you, Strowman, after you beat yes, him down, and you
1: deserve and, it.
2: Yeah, and you deserve it. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. it's mind-boggling how much it seems that people hate this guy. Mm-hmm. And I would love, honestly, me personally, I'd love to see Roman Reigns turn heel because I think yeah. I think turn him heel, he's going to become a face again because everybody's going to start cheering that he's turned <laughs> <Right>. heel. <laughs>
1: uh, exactly. You know, but
2: maybe that's yeah. what he needs. Maybe that's the shot in the arm he needs. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially after defeating the Undertaker and retiring yeah. the guy, I mean, yes, ugh, which you can't I get I any see, That would had, that.
2: yeah, and I I think that would have had a lot more weight had Undertaker not been beaten by Brock Lesnar a couple of years earlier. If the streak oh, was still intact, it would have been yeah. a much bigger impact, and he would have gotten a hell heck of a lot more heat. Um, mm-hmm. for that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he got a ton of heat. But I think just with You know I, I'm i the guy who wished the Undertaker's streak never ended um, Yeah But if you if if it's to, You know Taker's been looking for the guy to put over At the expense of a streak And I think yeah. Roman Reigns is perfect choice Brock Lesnar was the worst choice Yeah he certainly didn't need the streak You know to get over No um, with Roman Reigns, you know, the he, he this is this was perfect for him. He you know he's 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 established himself. You know, he had a he had this was his third straight WrestleMania main event. You know, and it's like he, okay. he's already established himself as a top guy. He's he's the future of the WWE you know, I understand the concept. I understand the logic and the previous times, like when you had like a Wade Barrett or even a Bray Wyatt to an extent. You know, yeah. those are good names, but still, there's a they they weren't consistent enough to break the streak. We see that, uh-huh. you know, we even see that with Bray Wyatt very, very So it made perfect sense to say. Uh, There's no one that's consistent enough right now That if we break the streak We're confident enough that they can use that as steam To continue their growth You know, Roman Reigns is the perfect example Of someone who has been growing, is growing His third straight WrestleMania main event And he's still young in his career And he's still clearly has so much more left in him. He's a WWE guy. He's going to be there. He's the the future. Give him the torch, give him the baton. We we see that and he gets the yeah. reaction that backs it up. Good or bad. He gets the reaction that backs it up. And so, yeah. he's the perfect person to break if it would be broken. And I think him winning was a a, a great idea, but it's just <sighs> You just killed the streak. I mean, you, you killed the Undertaker losing at WrestleMania at the expense of Braun Strowman. Which, you know, I, I love what they're doing with Strowman. I think that they're pushing him as a heel fantastically. Uh, but at the same time, I really wish that it would have been Show. I, even they could have done like a retirement match with Show and Payback. I think that that could have been a main event. The steam, you know, the the, the steam that they had with, um, the with the suplex in in, in my hometown on Raw, that was you know, I was strong enough to, uh, to really make, uh, a, another match between Strowman and Show look good because their past two matches on Raw looked very good. Um, yeah, and so I think that if they would have put some type of stipulation, we don't need Show on Raw anymore. We don't need him in WWE anymore. No I think that it would have been a good send-off for Big Show if he would have said, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to uh, I'm gonna get my retribution. I'm going to dethrone, you know, just the Braun Strowman and pick on someone your own size, and I'll be sure to, to be the guy who's, you know, going to put you in your place. I'm willing to risk my career, you know. And I think yeah. that would have been marketable enough to, to main event, and people would have been – sewed into it just like they were with the, uh, the, you know, people were skeptical the first time, second time, they, they knew that it was going to be if if it was as good as the first time it would have be been good because it was surprisingly good the first time, and then yeah. you know just just with the with the the big spot, it would have been marketable.
2: Absolutely, hundred percent agree. It, it seems like there's uh sometimes there's a lack of long term planning in the storylines. Yeah. Lines. yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely,
2: unfortunately, yeah.
1: So, what are your thoughts on Raw and SmackDown?
2: Um, the House of yeah, Horrors we,
1: match. What do you think about that?
2: Oh, you know what? I I actually enjoyed the House of Horrors match. Um, I, you know, there are a lot of read a lot of people talking online saying they didn't like it. They thought it was cheesy and bad. But you know what? I, I enjoyed it. It was over the top, and it was just crazy. But that's exactly what wrestling's supposed to be. You know, it's supposed to be over the top and fun. It was something different, and, and mm-hmm. difference good. It was refreshing. I I enjoyed it, and I would love to see more stuff like that. You know, I I liked it back when uh, Mankind and, and Rock did the Empty Arena match. It was kind of very similar with the different camera angles. I enjoyed that, and yeah. I love what the Hardys did with the you know the Final Deletion. And I know this is kind of trying to do the similar vein, but I, I enjoy it. I, it's something different. It may, I, I enjoyed watching it. I didn't think Bray Wyatt was going to win. I thought I thought Randy was going to pull out the win. So I'm happy that Bray Wyatt got a win. I feel like there's a lot of repair that needs to be done to Bray Wyatt's character. I think he could still be oh, a yeah. force in the WWE, and and I'm hoping this is the first steps. You know, he had the the WWE Championship, and let's keep it going. Now that he's on Raw. Let's, let's have him win more. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I, yeah. I,
2: I, I too many losses, he's not really a threat They're like, oh, you're challenging me? Okay, I'll beat you anyway
1: <laughs> Right, exactly yeah. yeah, real quick For the sake of time, this is my uh, Thought on the House of Horrors match I, uh, uh Man Yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, <laughs> that's, as, that's as simple as it can get For me, I thought it was I thought it was absolutely terrible It was dark but it's not in California at that time, you know and it's like it, there's so many inconsistencies with that match I mean <laughs> it wasn't i mean you'repo- we're supposed to get the illusion that it was in California, but it wasn't it was actually- uh, from what I've heard it was actually uh taped uh in uh like a thirty some thousand dollar house Missouri so yeah. uh, earlier in the week so <laughs> um you know it, it just bray Wyatt, please stick to the black shirts. Um, he's <laughs> made terrible with that white, you know, tank top on. It was, it, it just, uh, it was, it was terrible to me. And just, I'm not sold on Randy Orton. I've not been sold on Randy Orton for years. It's always yeah. a crapshoot. Like it, it's, it's either. You know, we feel that Randy Orton. A lot of times, I'll speak personally. It really seems like Randy Orton is just clocking in and clocking out. A lot of his matches, oh, yeah. and I I I feel that you know what I mean. Like there's just mm-hmm. no passion, and it's just that's the reason why I can't buy into a Norton match, and you know uh, just uh, just the kooky crap. I mean, I like I like the fight. I love the final deletion match. I even like the compound match between the New Day and the Wyatt family. I like that. I yeah, like that those be. theatrical matches, but mm-hmm. just. Uh, just just the house of horrors just really didn't do it for me, but yeah, <laughs> um yeah. Oh.
2: Well, you broke up there. Can you are you still there?
1: Yeah, raw the thoughts on Raw and SmackDown.
2: All right, Raw and SmackDown. Uh overall I-, I actually enjoyed both shows. Um I I still think Smackdown is the better product right now. Um uh, if you're talking about Raw, um, I loved I love the new moves from Dana Brooke. I'm really starting to become a fan of hers, and I love that the women are given you know more time for matches. Uh, I enjoy the cruiserweights. Jack Gallagher I think is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. I, I laugh every time I see him wrestle. Um, uh, I keep hoping for the day that the Hardys get broken, and I think if the lawsuit and the court cases with Anthem get solved. And this, this current feud with Sheamus and Cesaro, could be the point to, to to bring it in, you know, beat the Hardys down and break them in, so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I'm still scratching my head over the Miz getting the win in the main event uh, for the number one contendership to the Intercontinental title. I, I'm sure it has something to do with Total Divas, honestly. <laughs> uh, I would have preferred to have seen Balor take it and use it as a springboard of the Universal title, and, and maybe he still will, since, you know, they've teased. Something between the two, maybe that's still the way they're going. Um, Smackdown, I really enjoyed. Like like we mentioned earlier, I uh, had feeling uh, Jericho was going to drop the title back to Owens, um, so it makes me excited. I, I'm much more excited to see Owens and Styles wrestle than uh, Owens and, and Jericho. So um, mm-hmm. uh, overall, I enjoyed both the shows. I, I gotta say. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think Raw was okay. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Triple Threat main event mm-hmm. was. Spectacular. I was a oh man, that match was absolutely phenomenal. Um, match of the year candidate for me. That was just it was just a, it was a, it had a big fight feel to it. It was absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, I, I'm okay just with the development of just you know Joe and Bray you know interfering because that basically that's three feuds, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know Bray and 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 Finn, you know, they kind of teased that You know, during the shake-up um, I, I I'm not a big fan of the Miz Winning because I'm just tired of the Miz And Ambrose, it's the same match, different Brand, you know, so mm-hmm. um, So I actually Agree with you as far as the, having like A Finn-Balor, you know Ambrose match um, But then, you know, what does that do with Bray So I understand that element too yeah. I get it, Um, uh, you know So um, and, and, of course, you know, with, with SmackDown, solid show. Um, solid show. Uh, yeah. You know, it uh, I. It, it didn't make any sense for me for Becky Lynch to, for them to kind of wait a few weeks for her to make that decision. And then she makes the decision uh, to, to go with the baby faces and she still gets beat up. So that was, that was yeah. kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> with so, the weight <laughs> um, Yeah it just didn't make sense I mean you, you're, you're You're spending weeks to You know build this up just for her to get beat up So that was stupid um, yeah. Sinkara just so To me he just looks bigger every week <laughs> I don't know what it is Carr <laughs> is huge man <laughs> I mean he's supposed to be a cruiserweight But the guy is absolutely huge um, Yeah So I mean and, and what they're doing with Charlotte I, I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. We'll, we'll see. Um, you know, we haven't seen Charlotte as a as a baby face in about a year and a half. And so, hey, she's such a good heel. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of wish they just kind of give Naomi that spot, you know what I mean? Because she's so good. Naomi's my clear favorite. I think she's really, really done a fantastic job revamping her career. So, uh, but, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. It looks like they'll do it match at uh, backlash, so we'll see where that goes. Of course, I was yeah. expecting Owens to so uh, and, and send off Jericho. It's just a a different day that it happened um, from from what we expected. But Jericho's yeah. gone. He's he's uh, unfortunately he's unfortunately done and, and, and gone. So, real quick, I only got a couple minutes left. Uh, Fight of the week. What do you what do you think uh, the, the five worst WWE pay per view names?
2: All right. Well, you know, I could have made a list of, of, of 20 on here, honestly. <laughs> but uh, let's go with uh, number five. I'm going to say In Your House. Um, cause when they first started, the idea of more pay-per-views was cool, but I found, like, the repetitive nature of the multiple shows per year with, this, you know, the same to similar name, uh, In Your House 1, In Your House 2. It just it got boring to me. Um, number four, I'm going to say WrestleMania X7. I get that they were trying to be hip and edgy, but moving away from – Full Roman numerals to some kind of like weird half roman knot format. It made the show, to me, sound dumb. But thank goodness the show itself was a classic because that was a great WrestleMania. Um, Number three, ECW One Night Stand. Just for the simple fact that they did it two years in a row and then two more times as WWE One Night Stand, completely uh, negating the very title and idea of the show.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, (laughs) uh, Number five, The Bash. Uh, changing mm-hmm. the name of the Great American Bash to just the Bash. I thought it was an insult to the tradition of the event dating back to 1985. Yeah. And then number one has to be Great Balls of Fire. Mm. <laughs> because when WWE's name and pay per used after Jerry Lee Lewis songs, you know they're scraping the bottom of the barrel.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh good stuff. Alright, real quick. I've uh, we've got about uh, 90 seconds. Uh so <laughs> mine is uh number 5. I've got uh, in your house no way out of Texas. I like the whole it, 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 it shortened a no way out, but just the no way out of Texas was just a little mm-hmm. bit too specific for me.
0: Uh
1: four was in your house mm-hmm. in- House beware of dog. Um, just yeah. that sounds weird. I know it's dog. Just beware of dog. Uh, even if it was not caught in your house, that would be even weirder. Just hey, it's the pay per view called Beware of Dog. Uh, and the number two <laughs> to me was uh, December to Dismember, uh, and yeah. that that, that pay per view bad the name was. Uh, it was one of the worst ever. Mm-hmm. Great balls of fire. Just that, that It's just absolutely terrible (laughs) Alright ladies and gentlemen uh, We've got like 30 seconds Thank you for Lance Hoyt uh, To be on the show uh, Give an update on his back injury Thank you so much once again Travis uh, We've got to get you back on a blast to uh, be on the show
2: Yeah I can't wait to be back Thanks for having
1: me Awesome let uh, people know where they can find you real quick
2: uh, real quick, follow me on Twitter, at RyderTaylor. i got a lot of projects going on I can't talk about yet, but uh, follow me there. I'll keep you up to date.
0: Fantastic. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of the show, episode 266. We are having fun here on the Pancakes of Power Show. We will continue to do God bless. Enjoy your week of wrestling, and have a good week. Bye-bye.